Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcasting in life today. Uh, all right, I'm going to stop. <laughs> How you doing, guys? It is another day, another week, and we are still... We're actually heading to the middle of the first month of the new year. Try saying that three times. Ain't that some shit? And with a lot of... You know what? There's been a lot of hashtag ain't shit going on as of late, which makes sense because, like I said, we're just beginning the year. And for me, it's kind of good because it makes me look forward to what things to actually enjoy and what things that can actually come our way. UFC fights, movies, particular shows and everything that goes on in between. And I figured, you know, the last episode Even though I didn't release it right away because of the fact that I was still dealing with the effects of getting COVID. I got the vid, I got the COVID. And I'm feeling way better now, thank God. You know, after a few days of hell and back, I am back. And your friendly neighborhood, Mike Garcia, is back, ladies and gentlemen. He is the back. And it's one of those moments where I'm thinking to myself, okay, if the next time I get sick... What's going to happen to this show? And I'm like, all right, nothing's going to happen to this show. I'm going to come back. I'm going to continue to talk about doing what I love, doing what I love to do. But then I thought to myself, I'm like, all right, it's a new year. I want to do something fun, something new, something fun, something that I can try to do that's on a regular basis. And then I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? Why don't I go Instagram live? Why don't I take the show and go on Instagram live? And then I think to myself, I'm like, Who the hell is going to watch me for 30 plus minutes on my phone knowing full well that anything can happen at any moment, that anything can happen in terms of, you know, someone calling or someone texting or my phone dies or whatever the case may be. And it's one of those moments where it's like the last time I tried to do something like that, it just didn't work. Or at least, you know, I experimented with a couple of videos and it didn't work. So... Why not try again, but why not try to do something different? And I haven't found my footing as of yet, but I say when I'm extremely comfortable with it, then it will come to fruition. So these are just ideas that I'm just throwing around. Maybe it'll stick, maybe it won't. But for right now, we'll stay the way we are and I'll experiment. You know, I'll I'll experiment for a couple of things and then see what happens next. But now that we're actually heading into a new week, right now it's at the point where there's going to be a lot of, not a lot of things, but a couple of things actually to look forward to as of right now. For one thing, tomorrow night, or tomorrow depending on when you actually see it, Peacemaker, directed by James Gunn, you know, starring John Cena, John Cena, that guy, you can't see me, that guy, and... Peacemaker will be making the HBO Max debut tomorrow. Meanwhile, I think today or yesterday, Naomi or Naomi, however you want to pronounce it, uh, she will be making her CW debut. And I have to be honest with you, 
let's you already knew about this, but let's call it a spade of spades. I am not interested in the CW shows as I used to be back then. And you heard me say it. You heard me say it time and time again. It's one of those moments where you become so behind in terms of content and you become so behind in terms of what shows are coming out at any particular moment and then they just keep going and going and going and then you have to follow okay well this happened here and then then there was a crossover here and then something else happened it's just too much for me it really is not to mention with the whole diversity thing being shoved on our throats it just turned me off it really did it rubbed me off the wrong way but I'm still going to acknowledge that it exists and I'm going to acknowledge that it was there Because last episode, I did say that I wanted to give Superman and Lois a mention, and I still haven't watched Batwoman, and I'm most likely going to continue to keep putting it off for a while, so we're going to see what happens with that. But Peacemaker will be making his debut tomorrow at HBO Max, so that's going to be something for me to do up until the next upcoming movie that I'm interested to see. And speaking of upcoming movies, I thought, you know what? Last week or the week prior, I don't remember when, I talked about my top 10 movies of 2021, right? Top 10 comic book movies of 2021. Then I talked about my top eight comic book shows with a couple of mentions. This time, I'm going to mention my anticipated top five comic book content. Just five. You know, let's not go over, let's not go haywire, just top five. These are the shows and or movies that I'm looking forward to the most of 2022. So with that being said, let's stop beating around the bush and dive right into it. All that plus our supervillain quote of the day, considering it's been a while since I did one. But first, like we always do about this time, let's get the shout outs out of the way, shall we? And I want to first say I want to give a shout out to, you know, the family and friends and fans of Bob Saget. Rest in peace to him. I know he died literally over the weekend. There have been a lot of people that's been passing just out of the blue, out of nowhere. You know, before the new year, Betty White died. Now Bob Saget died. And it's just sad. It really is. Especially when, you know, in a way, we as millennials, and if you're not a millennial, we kind of grew up with these people. We kind of grew up watching their content and we were amused and we were fascinated and we got inspired by them and we you know follow their worth ethic to a team so even if you didn't know them personally you still enjoyed whatever it is that they put in front of you in media and television and films and everything else so it's sad it really is and you know just want to say rest in peace to them and uh, you know god damn it's just too soon it really is it really is too soon, but rest in peace to Bob Saget, rest in peace to Betty White, rest in peace to everyone else that have recently died. This is not a new year that we want to start off really, really bad or really sad. It's just a moment where we really want to make a turning point in life, and it seems very likely that there's always some other bullshit that keeps on holding us back. So it's sad, it really is, and um, I just want to offer my condolences and... You know, if there's another person like you guys coming down the road, you know, successors or protégés or whatever, then I I don't know. Just rest in peace, guys. Rest in peace. But on that note, on another note, to be exact, 
Uh, I want to offer congratulations to both Andrew Garfield and Michael Keaton for winning the Golden Globes Awards. There have been a lot of people that, that also won awards too. And what's fascinating to me is that the Golden Globes, I didn't hear a peep. I didn't hear anything about the Golden Globes. Like there was no, there was not much advertising. And was it filmed or was it lived or was it, you know, shown on in, in media or whatever? I didn't hear a goddamn thing about it. I just saw the news and that was it. So I'm like, oh, wow, that's a little bit of a bummer. But you know, my man Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield, won an award for his movie Tick, Tick, Boom. It is, uh, he just won actor in musical or comedy film. And Michael Keaton, the 1989 Batman, you know, it's amazing how Batman and Spider-Man just won awards. Ain't that some shit? <laughs> but yeah, Michael Keaton won an award for Dope Sick, which... You know, he won an award for actor in miniseries or motion picture made for television. So congratulations to both of them. And I know hopefully we'll be seeing more of their content. And hopefully this won't be the last time we'll see Andrew Garfield in Spider-Man. And I'm looking forward to watching Michael Keaton back in the Batman suit. With that being said, let's dive right into it. It's a great transition from here. Let's dive right into it. My top five comic book content of 2022 that I'm looking forward to, and that comes right in a bit. There's definitely a lot of content that I'm sure a lot of people are looking forward to. And I guess I want to give off a few mentions before I should... I don't know exactly how this is going to be structured, but... I think I'm just going to come out and say it right then and there. This is no in particular order. And I guess I'll explain why some other, you know, content stuff are not going to be a part of the list. For one thing... None of the Marvel shows that are going to be happening this year are among this list. You know, like She-Hulk and maybe Echo and whatever comic book show, Moon Knight. Whatever show that's going to be happening from Marvel is not going to be a part of this list. It's not that I'm not looking forward to them. It's just I'll get to it when I get to it. I guess for me is the fact that I kind of got slightly fatigued in terms of Marvel shows in general. Now, I know, I know, I know what you're thinking. You know, am I hungover from Spider-Man or is the fact that I just don't care about the Marvel formula anymore? You could say it's a little bit of everything. It's just when those moments of when I was watching those shows and I was talking about Loki and WandaVision and, you know, anything that came through in terms of whatever the shows were from the Marvel Studios banner it just dawned on me that this might be the new direction that they're going to take in terms of stepping away from movies. There's still going to be those blockbuster movies. Don't get me, don't, I was about to say, don't get me started. Don't mistake me for that. It's just my viewing experience of a Marvel show is not the same as it is for a movie. And I completely understand that they're completely different entities. One, it's, you know, production is different, scheduling is different, 
and you're just going to see certain things in terms of watching everything from weeks on end or watching everything in just two and a half hours. For me, I guess I can retain the movie or content better when it's under two and a half to three hours rather than a 13 episode week to week to week to week basis. You know, I can tell you that I enjoy Daredevil, for example, or Jessica Jones, or if they have an entire show, literally, this is not a comic book show, but this is a main example, Ozark, which will be appearing on January 21st or 22nd, if I'm not mistaken. It's one of those two days. And I can retain my information, my memory, way better when I watch everything binging or if I decide to take a break after three or four or five episodes. But for some odd reason, when it's week to week to week to week to week, I don't know. It's it's just one of those moments where it's like, all right, well, you're kind of following the same formula for movies, something that appears every week. But the show is just there. It's just... I, I honestly don't know how to explain this very well. I Put it this way. I prefer if the Marvel show, if I could binge watch everything, and I and I know some people are different, I get it, but if I prefer to watch a Marvel show and binge the whole thing literally in one to two nights, I'll be way happier than watch everything on a, on a weekly basis. Does that make sense? That's just me personally, but I don't know. It, it is what it is. It is what it is. Anyway, as I said, this is no in particular order. This is just the top five stuff. And here we go. First and foremost, the Batman. Actually, news just hit that this Batman is PG-13 and it is not rated R. You guys know how I feel about rated R content. You guys know how I feel about PG-13 content. And it's pretty likely that this is done to ensure that they get more sales and more ticket sales and more buys when it comes to certain movies. And we get it. We get the formula. I, it would have been a very interesting take to watch a rated R dark and gritty slash realistic Batman that is balls to the wall, rated R, and have nothing holding him back. Unfortunately, we're not going to get that with Robert Pattinson's Batman, considering the fact that it's going to be dark and gritty and edgy, and most likely it's going to be pushing the boundaries. There's no mistake about that. Nevertheless, Batman, aside from Spider-Man, is another one of my favorite characters. I've been looking forward to this movie ever since it was supposed to come out last year, 2021, but obviously with COVID and delays and reshoots and everything, it got pushed back. I'm hoping to God it does not get pushed back again. March 4th is a date that I definitely circled for this particular movie. And I'm going to be hyping the shit out of it. Hopefully I can get a couple of guests that are also Batman fanatics and we can actually get in. Not to mention, and this is just me personally, I kind of want to step away from Spider-Man just a little bit. Because I am i don't want to get overly fatigued and I don't want to get burned out by a particular character. It's always good to have something new. It's always good to look at it from a different set of eyes. It's always good to, you know ensure that okay this is happening let me go bolster the walls with this one the fact that it's rated pg-13 you know at this at this point i really don't care as much because we've seen pg-13 batman before you know the joel schumacher films christopher nolan films were pg-13 
and I understand a lot of fans are divided, where it's like, oh my god, you've teased all along that this is a dark and gritty Batman, now it's PG-13, and blah blah blah. I get it. I understand your pain, I understand your frustration, I get it. But at this point, did you really expect anything differently? With everything that's going on in terms of modern Hollywood, and modern movies, and studios making the money. Did you really expect anything differently? No. So, it, I guess for me, I don't care. You know, I'm still going to watch the movie. I'm most likely going to enjoy it. And I'm going to watch it multiple times like I've done with Spider-Man. So, it is what it is. Next movie that I'm looking forward to the most. As I said, this is not in any particular order. I'm just making my list. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. There were rumors. There were rumors that there are going to be different versions of actors that are going to be playing past characters of what we've known before. For example, you know what? I don't even know if I should say this because it's most likely going to spoil it and I don't want to spoil it. So let's just say there's a particular character from a certain early 2000s movie and there's an actor that was supposed to play a particular character and ended up getting switched to Robert Downey Jr. So that's all I'm going to say about that. There were rumors that these characters played by these actors are going to be making its uh, the debut in this movie. Regardless, nevertheless, I am looking forward to seeing Doctor Strange and Wanda either wreck some shit up or trying to cover whatever they can within the multiverse. Because let's face it, within Loki and everything just gone haywire, now it's more, more... The, the anticipation is huge, and the anticipation keeps continues to grow whenever you are teasing a character from Marvel's What If, evil Doctor Strange, and the fact that you have these two OP characters together, balls to the wall, fucking awesome. And the fact that it's in the middle of... Well, when is it coming out? May? It's either April or May. It's one. I'm sure it's May. But this is something that I'm looking forward to greatly. And I can't wait to see. I wonder if Loki is going to be part of it too. It's highly likely that he is. But, you know, no guarantees on anything, obviously. And we're obviously getting different versions of Doctor Strange. And we're going to get, hopefully, different versions of characters that we haven't seen in a while. So... The fact that the unknown is there only makes it that much more exciting. So, there's that. Next one, The Boys Season 3. I fucking love this show. You know, aside from Doom Patrol Season 3, that is tamed a little bit. Don't get me wrong about that. But The Boys gives zero fucks. A rated R content of superheroes where they are just terrible and evil, and the fact that you got these group of misfits that are trying to take them down, and the last season did not disappoint whatsoever. You know, you want to talk about girl power? You want to talk about girl power? I remembered at the around the season finale of season two, spoilers by the way if you haven't seen it, but for the boys season two, when you had a Nazi superhero, a fucking Nazi, and you're thinking to yourself, you know what, girls? Go ahead and kick her fucking ass, the fucking Nazi. Come on, man. It was just a sweet thing. 
You want to talk about girls fight too or girls power too or, or women's or women's empowerment or whatever the case may be. That is what you should see. Not something shoved down our throat like Marvel and everything else has been doing. No, you give us a scene like that. Go ahead and after this, go on YouTube and look up uh, Stormbreaker getting her ass kicked on YouTube by all these other female characters and it is bad ass. And now we're going to see more in terms of Homelander and his shenanigans. And we're going to see much more if, you know, if we can take uh, the, if we can take these evil superheroes down. If we The Seven, that's what they're called, The Seven. If we can take them down and god damn it, it's such an awesome show. It really is. It's on Amazon Prime Season 3, June 3rd. Mark those calendars down, June 3rd. The Boys Season 3. I cannot wait. Cannot wait. Next one, no surprise, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. It's going to be released October 7th. Hopefully there will be no delays there. Uh, the animation, I've seen the trailer. You know, not a big fan of the constant change in animation that they're going to be doing. Especially when Miles is going to be traveling through the multiverse or the, you know, interdimensional portal, whatever he's going. But I am excited to see Spider-Gwen. I'm excited. I'm excited to see other superheroes, other Spider-Man characters. Maybe Ben Riley. I would love to see Ben Riley. Uh, Silk. I would love to see Silk. You know, other Spider heroes. You know, if you want to really go big in terms of the multiverse in general, and you want to incorporate all characters that are Spider-Man related, give us those characters. Give us Silk. Give us a Spider Woman. And I'm, you know, I'm talking about females, but you know, I'm a guy. It is what it is. Give us all these other characters. Give us give us back Spider-Man Noir by Nicolas Cage. Give us all these other characters. Ben Riley. Give us the Spider-Man clone. Give us the mutant Spider-Man. That'd be fucking awesome. Give us all these other characters. And as long as the story is coherent and it's awesome, then you can go whichever the case and just go with it. Just fucking go with it. And, you know, Miles has his upgraded suit, and Gwen looks good when she has her hair longer, so maybe they're going to focus a little bit on their relationship because they become a couple in the comics, so chances are they're going to get together. Um, We'll probably get Spider-Man back. Maybe we'll get a different variation of Spider-Man. It's going to be... It's going to be awesome. It really is. And, you know, I'm, I'm really, really hoping... I was hoping to God that maybe... Spider-Man 2, the game, would be coming out this year, too. But, you know, chances are it's either late 2022 or early 2023. Most likely 2023 at some point. You know, give us Venom. I, I love, you know, give give us the symbiote Spider-Man in that one, too. You know, not the game. I'm talking about the actual movie coming out. But that that is what it is. Last and lot, not let it, uh, get, getting tongue-tied. Uh, <laughs> Last and not least... Batgirl. Now, I get it. Oh, why not, uh, you know, Thor, Love and Thunder, or why not Morbius, or why not all these other movies, or Aquaman, or Black Panther, or all these other shows, uh, uh, movies. Why not all these other movies? Here's the thing. The reason why I'm not naming Morbius is the simple fact that that movie continues to get delayed. It is the seventh time that movie has been delayed. And after... 
Venom Let There Be Carnage, which with the success of Spider-Man No Way Home, they're going to give back and bring back Venom Let There Be Carnage in theaters. Unfortunately, I was going to think to myself, oh, are they going to give it a director's cut? Are they going to give an exclusive cut? Is it going to be a rated R version? No, it's going to be the same movie. So it's like, all right, it is what it is. So with Morbius and the anticipation of how this movie is going to interlock all these other universes together when it comes to Spider-Man characters. When you delay a movie so much, the interest of me seeing it becomes less and less and less. And it's been happening numerous times already. So, I do want to see it, but like I said, it's my top five list. Thor Love and Thunder is not really part of this list as well for the simple reason that, as I said with Hawkeye and as I said with a couple of other contents before, we know you're, what you're doing. You're giving the mantle off and you're passing it on to the new Thor, to Lady Thor, you know, Jodie Foster. You're going to give her, There's going. To, there'll probably be a relationship between Captain Marvel and I think she's going to be in it. I have no idea, but... Valkyrie is going to have a relationship and you're going to do all this other stuff. Don't get me wrong. I love comedy. I really do. Like, I loved Thor Ragnarok. I did. But what else is there in terms of the next big thing in terms of Thor? We already had a trilogy. First two movies were not that good. Third one was memorable. And the fourth one is just going to pass it on to the next generation of characters. So. I'm, I guess I'm not really ready to let that go as of yet. And aside from uh, Black Panther, uh, Wakanda Forever, look, I don't want to beat up a dead horse to a bloody pulp here. With everything that's been going on with, you know, the actress that plays Shuri, and there's no telling where... Obviously, the multiverse is going to have a big impact on this movie, so chances are either... Killmonger is going to be the new Black Panther, or Mbaku is going to be the new Black Panther. There's no doubt that there's going to be something new that's going to be arising. I'm not really looking forward to the fact that we're not going to have T'Challa anymore. And with everything that's happened, it's not really my main forte. Aquaman 2, eh, that's all I'm going to say, just eh. You know, give me a main villain that I would love to see on the big screen. I think they're going to have Namor or they're going to have someone else that is going to face off again. Is it Namor? No. Is it Namor? I don't think so. There's supposed to be another villain that is going to go off against Aquaman. I completely forgot who it was. Um, I don't know. No, Namor is Marvel, isn't he? As you see, I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I have no clue. I, I really don't. But yeah, so I will be watching them. I'm just not looking as for as highly as I do with Batgirl. Now, with Batgirl, there's already been a couple of pictures online that has murals of A, Michael Keaton coming back in Batman, possibly Robin, and possibly other characters as well. And uh, I guess with me, I do want to see something new. If they're going to go into the line of, all right, we tried the Batman-Superman angle. It didn't work. Now let's go with Supergirl and Batgirl and see what happens after that. 
it's a theory that works good on paper, that looks good on paper. As long as the execution is good, that's all my concern. Give me a great story, have a badass female character, someone that is a very well-known name, and see what you can do with that. Especially under the HBO Max banner or under the DC Comics banner that they're going to go dark balls to the wall. And that's about it, really. I did do a a couple mentions on my last episode, so I guess I'm going to do a mention with this one that didn't make the list, but there are various reasons for this. A sixth movie that I'm kind of looking forward to, kind of not, is The Flash. And before you get your panties in a bunch, here's my reason why. It's already been established that The Flash is going to do The Flash Paradox and is going to reset the entire structure of the DC Extended Universe. Now, I am excited to see Ben Affleck's last screen on Batman as Batman. Okay, and I'm excited to see Michael Keaton back in the cape and cowl. And I'm I'm actually excited to see what the other characters are going to be portraying here. But if you are making a movie that is solely based as your. I wouldn't say plot device, but much more of your ticket as your reset button. Kind of rubbing, rubbing me off the wrong way here. Now, granted, this is what the Flash does. You know, Flash goes back in time, tries to save his mom, comes back, fucks shit up, whole timeline goes skewed, right? But considering that this is Warner Brothers' way of saying, all right, we fucked up with Man of Steel. No, we didn't fuck up with Man of Steel. We fucked up with uh, Batman v Superman. We kind of fucked up with Justice League. And we're doing good in terms of the individual characters having their own stink. Stink. <laughs> Their own shtick, but it's time for a reset. Which kind of makes me wonder if they do do this reset, what's going to happen with Aquaman, Aquaman later down the line? What's going to happen with other characters down the line as well? What about Wonder Woman that's going to have a third movie? You know, I understand that Wonder Woman is in the prequel times, but what's going to happen with those characters? Are they going to be reset too? Or. Is it going to be in those moments of, eh, we'll see what happens. See, and this is the problem. I shouldn't have these questions. I shouldn't have these questions. I shouldn't have these moments where it's like, all right, well, it is what it is. And we'll see what happens. And we're just going to have to accept everything the way it is. I don't like that. I really don't. So, like I said, it's something I'm kind of looking forward to. And hopefully they don't delay it. So... We'll see. We'll see what happens. And that is it. That is all the list. That is my entire list for upcoming comic book content for 2022. And that is it for Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast for this episode. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. Continue to do me that favor and Hulk smash or She-Hulk that smash like and follow button, subscribe to iTunes and follow on Spotify. It helps me out tremendously. Continue to tell your battle buddies, your friends, your families, your neighbors that we are going nowhere. As I said earlier today on this episode, I will experiment doing video again because I do want to spread myself to the masses. That sounded so wrong, but it is what it is. I'm just going to say whatever I want to say. Now, With that being said, 
Let's end this night off in a interesting note. Let's go into our super villain quote of the day. And this one is from the main guy. Considering the fact that I talked a lot about DC content today. Let's go into Darkseid. What does he have to say about this? I have turned 100,000 worlds to dust looking for anti-life. Looking for those who rob me of my glory. I will stride across their bones and bask in the glory of anti-life. And all of existence shall be mine. And my reaction to that is... God damn, I wish they'd give you back. Come back, Darkseid. Maybe the Flash reboot will bring you back. Can't wait to see him kicking ass. You know, you always want a badass villain. And if they can give time for Thanos, they can surely give time to uh, Darkseid as well. It's as simple as that. Guys, I will see you either Friday where we will talk a little bit on Peacemaker and what I think about the show so far, considering that I think they're going to be releasing their first three episodes and anything else that comes in the world of comic book news when it comes to games, shows, movies, or whatever the case may be, always remember, if you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it, controversial or otherwise. Stay safe. Till next time. I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.